Hey, this is deconversion therapy. This is a letter sewed. It's your favorite. It's where we make fun of you. I'm Karen. I'm Bonnie. We're not making fun of you. Oh, we're no. laughing with you. Sure. <laughs> because yeah. we have this trauma <laughs> as well. That's right. And it's great to talk about. And I've noticed on the reviews that we get, have you reviewed us yet? Please review us. Because we have uh, some Christian haters that give us ones. They're called craters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. One. Or traitors. Yeah. Chuh. I don't know. But, yeah, um, I've noticed that people say, I'm so glad to laugh through the trauma and et cetera, et cetera. So that's what we're here. And we use you and your trauma to heal other people's trauma. And then it circles around to thank us for doing something. Right, right. So, so. <laughs> we get the props, but we're going to give you the props. Is that still mm-hmm. a word? I don't know if props, uh, I think that's non-binary props. Is, you guys are extra. <laughs> <laughs> Find us on all or most social media, and I'll put everything in the details. I'm not going to bore you. We're going to get on to... The matter at hand. Okay. It's a very serious matter. All right. So I'm uh, I'm going to go first. I told Bonnie <clears throat> she shall do. Do it. <laughs> she shall do. Um, okay. Here we go. Let's see. I like to skip to the end and say, and see if we're allowed to read their names. Um, uh-oh. There's some all caps stuff in here. <laughs> we don't read these beforehand. Um, oh, they said it's okay to use their name. Okay. My story. Let's go back to the mid-90s, San Fernando Valley. Ooh, that's California. I'm writing poetry as part of my deconstruction process, and I want to share it with the world. I scope out various venues and find that a Barnes & Noble hosts an open mic poetry night every Friday. (laughs) I just can't wait to share my angst-filled emotions with other poets. As we get started each week, one of us goes up and shares probably a bit too much about themselves, cursing and scaring the customers away. (laughs) And then we hear the squeaky wheels of a wardrobe trunk. We all do a collective wince. Oh, here we go. A woman brings her dog puppets to do her poetry. (laughs) Okay. Her dog. (laughs) Dog puppets. Okay, I got it. Okay, it's definitely not a children's show, but we oblige. The dogs look incredibly realistic. There are quite a few of them. They talk to each other and do little skits, not poetry. So she's not fitting in with the venue, but we don't turn anyone away. Oh, she's just practicing. She just needs an audience. I don't know. I just saw one of the all-cap words out of the peripheral I told you. It's a dry (laughs) She announces that these dog puppets were once her real dogs. When they died... Oh, dear God. What? Like named after. (laughs) When they died, she couldn't stand to be parted from them, so she took them to a taxidermist and had them stuffed and made into puppets. Oh. And now she. Oh my! <laughs> I that. And now she honors them by taking them to she any puts, open mic. She puts her hand into their carcasses. I, I would hope. Oh God, the alternative, I guess, is even sadder. They chop the heads off and then put a, like a sock attached. Oh my! 
We've oh. got to think. I don't want visuals. No, I'm not no. going to look this up because I bet a bunch of people do this. Yeah. I can't imagine. That'd be so sad. Oh, my God. Wait. The next the next line. I also found out from a poet friend that he went home with her one night. Dear my <laughs> Please and, don't say it's doggy style. Please. Stop it. Oh, my God. And before they had sex, she took out the dog puppets and did a little show for him. What the fuck? No, she did it. I've moved on from my open mic days, but I still wince whenever I hear squeaky wheels of a wardrobe trunk. Oh, my God. Well, that's often. Bonnie, you oh can't put your hand over your face when you're reading. <laughs> oh, no. That is so bad. Oh, oh, we didn't say their name. This is Terry. <laughs> Terry. Good job. Oh, uh, no. See, that's the trauma that you have to recover from. <laughs> so if if they didn't fuck you up in church and have to make you write poetry and go perform it. They'll fuck it. you at the Barnes and Noble. That's what Joe Pesci says. <laughs> oh, my God. And I've been to so many of those reading nights. Yeah. Barnes and Noble, um, the library, all these things, and all of it is unbearable. I think I've told the one before where this guy, he was older, and it was a fiction professional fiction workshop and he was reading a story about a young man who fell for like an elderly (laughs) woman like he was 25 moving furniture in her house she was rich in new york whatever and she was like 75 Mm -hmm. and all this stuff and at the end of course the professor said you know it's just not totally realistic it's a very hard plot to get oh yes then he said it's not fiction (laughs) and it was him and she died after about five years yeah yeah um all right and we'll move on wait let me tell you my barnes and noble experience so i was Uh walking around one night and they had a reading and i didn't know who it was and i wasn't in there for the reading and i hear somebody on the microphone and the first thing i hear is and i started drinking my own urine (laughs) like (laughs) what is going on over here and it was the guy who got trapped with the rock and he had to like cut his arm off yeah james franco yes james franco (laughs) (laughs) um but he was telling about drinking his own urine when he was waiting to be rescued but of course that was the first bit if only he had a taxiderm dog puppet (laughs) that he could that needs to be investigated i wonder what kind of dogs they were okay this person this is an anonymous female as all females should be, according to Paul. I grew up in a fundamentalist conservative church. My dad was and still is a pastor of a small Calvinist congregation. As a PK, that's pastor's kid, Bonnie. Oh. (laughs) I have an abundance of stories I could share about petty church politics, bizarre Christian education, and other general bullshit. (laughs) However, This is the one story that left my current partner speechless. For reference, he grew up in a church that believed using instruments in worship was a sin, so his tolerance of religious whackery is fairly high. Every instrument? (laughs) 
It sounds like Every Church of Christ. instrument is a sin. Yeah. yeah. Like Church the of Christ. They don't use all that. And like I went to this church in Nashville, and it used to be a Church of Christ, which doesn't totally believe in grace. Mm-hmm. It believed in works. And then the pastor was like, wait a minute. I do believe in grace, and it changed. And one of the first instruments was Amy Grant, because she went there, and she brought in her guitar. She sang Father's Eyes. Boom. There you go. All right. Let's go to this. This is probably more interesting. (laughs) When I was 15, our church's youth pastor... Okay, done. We already know he's in jail. What did he do? (laughs) Who did he do? Let's go. When I was 15, our church's youth pastor was a 25-year-old quote, ex-gay, end quote, man. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. In an effort to deny his sexuality and prove his commitment to family values, he wanted to find a wife and procreate ASAP. Naturally, the youth group he oversaw seemed like a great place to Uh find a child bride. Unfortunately for me, I was one of two girls in the (gasps) eight-person youth group, and I drew the short end of the stick. Um, Would you just please do your own podcast? We're not worthy (laughs) of this story. Over the period of about a year... He had frequent talks with my parents regarding an arranged marriage. My mother in particular was fully supportive and would regularly try to convince me that God wanted me to marry him. She once enthusiastically told me that he, quote, would wait for me to graduate high school, end quote, (laughs) as if my education was the only thing preventing me from marrying a creep 10 years my senior who desperately wanted to impregnate a teenager. Oh my God. Thankfully, my loud and frequent protestations, protest, how do you say the word where you protest? Protestations? Thank you. Eventually took their toll, and he found a more submissive girl to marry. They now have five children. No! While I didn't escape my own purity culture marriage, I did manage to deconstruct and divorce before having kids. Good job. Whenever I'm having a rough day, I like to remind myself that it could be worse. I could be stuck in a fundamentalist cult, married to a repressed gay man, and living the Proverbs 31 hell. Love the podcast. Thanks for helping me laugh through the horror. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot of horror. And I think I've said before, I knew quite a few gay men at... um, a church I went to, and, you know, you just knew they were like, oh, I'm cured, or oh, I'm I'm married, and I need you all to pray for me to continue to help me, you know, not have thoughts Curb. about men. Right. I'm just like... Five <sighs> children is quite a commitment, though. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying there's any... I don't know. Everybody has their own story. Five children? Yeah. That's... He just closes his eyes and imagines <laughs> Ryan Reynolds That's... and all is fine. <sighs> wow. Five. Yes, Bonnie Cinco. Although I keep thinking like, oh, can't have sex if you're pregnant. <laughs> like, that's right that's I've true i had to do it five well, you times can, but i bought but you myself can, nine months each time you can lie um 
So another thing in Nashville, I made friends with this young couple, and they were like funky cool, and he was a Christian singer. And I remember those, the like little booties that look like tiny <laughs> sort of miniature, <laughs> I don't even know how to do it, cowboy boots that you would pull on, but they would like shoe booties. They had just come out, and we all would wear them. Like, um... They only go to, like, to the, your ankle? They don't even yeah. have a zipper? Who sang, so you gotta have faith, faith, like him. George Michael? Yeah, George he Michael wore boots. cowboy boots. Yeah, footy boots. Well, he, he did, but boots. we all looked like him, and we tried to emulate him, and this guy did, and his wife did, and we're all sitting around, and yes, he was... A little questionable in that area, but I just remember later when the wife said, yeah, guess what? He was gay. We divorced, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I remembered the night I'd looked down at our feet to realize we were all wearing the same boots. (laughs) One of us should not have been, (laughs) but he was. All right. (laughs) Okay. Um, You want the next one? Yeah. All right. Let's see. This person says to use their name, so I won't. Um, This is Amanda, and Amanda says, My story, a true Christian breakup story. About five years ago, when I was still brainwashed, (laughs) I dated this guy for a few months. We met at my parents' marriage class. They did at church, even though I wasn't married, LOL. I thought he was intriguing and sexy for a Finnish Lutheran conservative. <laughs> he came Did you from- <laughs> have many pics of Finnish Lutheran conservatives? Um, he came from a family of 11 siblings and grew up on a dairy farm with no dancing or drinking. Hmm. Uh, I, on the other hand, came from a more liberal, non-denominational Christian background. Anywho, we were still attracted to each other and decided to date. The then 36-year-old lost his virginity to me, not virgin. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Um, And then a couple months later, he decided to break up with me. His reason for breaking up was valid. Even though I, quote, had a good heart of God, our lifestyles were too different as well as our sense of humor. Rude. He then proceeds to tell me that I am still his sister in Christ. The audacity. I then tell him that sisters in Christ do not do what we did in the bedroom. Good times. (laughs) Oh my God, it's like the friend cloud. Yeah. Okay, another anonymous woman. That's right. Be quiet in the church, ladies. I went to a semi-mega church. All right. I can. I just want to go through that. I'm going to start it again, but would that not be a medium church? Okay. I went to a semi-mega church in my hometown for most of my childhood. It was an attached school. Oh, we know mm. that. So all the kids I went to elementary school with also went to the church on Sunday. Let me stop here. Wasn't it weird when the kids who went to school with us didn't go to our church? Yeah. yeah. And you felt like the divide. You felt like, I know a little bit more than you do. I'm getting D's. <laughs> this is Karen's story. <laughs> but I still feel I know but more <laughs> about church life. That's um, so okay. funny. 
I mean, I remember when when we were in high school, like if somebody didn't come for two weeks, you'd get a phone call, like to Sunday school. Oh, I'm like oh, I right. haven't seen you. I'm like, oh, yeah. God. But in elementary, it was just no. weird because yeah, we just walk from the elementary to the sanctuary and bada bing. But I'm pretty sure that was probably me in elementary. I don't remember going in elementary much to church until we started choir. Choir. Yeah. Yeah, I started, that's when I started hardcore, Mm -hmm. you know, junior choir, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it was called. (laughs) Okay, back to Anonymous. You can imagine the kind of shenanigans this produces. When I was about in fourth grade, some of the girls started getting their periods. This, of course, was causing some nonsense because around the same time, a batshit crazy pastor started giving nonsense sermons about women being unclean and untouchable during their periods. Enter stage left, fourth grade boys being their usual lunatic selves. A group of them were so entirely unconvinced periods existed (laughs) because how could girls bleed out of their vagina for a week, monthly, and not die? (laughs) We die a little inside each time. (laughs) Eager to get an answer from the crazy male pastor who is apparently a... Authority on women's bodily function, the boys raided the girls' restroom during a break and dug used tampons (laughs) and pads covered in beep, put them in bags, and brought them to the church on Sunday. Sunday? They saved them for a day? They saved them. Take them home with you, Robert. You, Jared. After the service, when the pastor stayed behind to answer questions, they they brought up several bags of these (laughs) sanitary products up to the stage (laughs) to demand an answer from the preaching staff about how women could survive losing this much blood on a monthly basis. Wait, I like how they act like they're some kind of expert on how much blood a person could lose. I'm sure it probably freaked them out when you think about it. Like, they're like, no way, that can't be possible. No, it's not possible. (laughs) The next week, the school principal had to give everyone in third grade and above a biology lesson to keep nosy boys out of the girls' restrooms and from asking sensitive questions Mm. to menstruating girls. Oh. Oh, That's just, I already told about a guy I dated who found a tampon applicator in the garbage can and came in playing it like a trombone for his mother. Um, (laughs) But but, but did you tell about the other one you dated who, you know, cleverly used them? On uh, his it was the same guy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which was smart. When he got his wisdom teeth pulled, you know, you you put those dry tampons in there. Because they're clean, they're Sans sterile. applicator. Except he put the string, the string hanging out of his mouth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Bonnie, he wasn't a Christian. He was a cool Christian. <laughs> oh, he was something. All right, so send in your Easter stories. (laughs) (laughs) We need to hear them. And 
listen, we have people who are Jewish who listen. We have people who were parts of all kinds of religions. We might not know what you're talking about because we were evangelical Christians, but we barely know what each other's talking about. So <laughs> send them in. All, yeah. all creeds, I guess. Um, and we'll have a good time <laughs> laughing at you. But Those until were next... just cringeworthy today. Yes. I can't I, take it. I, taxiderm dogs <laughs> with tampons. There's a lot that we all can think of today. Oh. And uh, so enjoy your lunch. <laughs> Bye.